ready to rock and roll. All right, man. Cool. It's rock and roll time. How, how can you tell if we're good? Can you see uh, the levels and stuff? I can see the levels. I mean, I've, done, I've used this thing enough times that I'm pretty confident. Yeah. As long as it's like half, a little half past noon mm-hmm. and we're not screaming it. We probably shouldn't do that. We're not even on our property. Are we on or are we live? We're live, Oh, man. shit. We're rolling. Welcome to the Fake Podcast, Jonathan Barnes. Thank you for having me. I've been waiting a long, a long time to, to be on this spot. I told you you would be on this podcast in L.A. Yeah. In November. Yeah. Well, that was, what? A, how many months? Was that eight months? Nine months? Ten yeah, months? something like that. Nine, eight or nine. Yeah. That was an interesting time in L.A. We, we were hanging out at the store. Yeah. Uh, we went to, what's the name of that hot dog spot next to the store? I don't remember. Carney's? Carney's. Wow, you remember. It's famous. Um, but who, we saw someone that you're friends Steve, with. I'm not, well, I mean, I like the guy. I'm, I don't know him very well. Steve Simone. Um, he's a friend of Joe Matarese. Joe Matarese kind of kept me in contact with him. And he was recording his album. We saw him record his album. And Lee Syatt, the Flying Jew, who uh, is Joey Diaz's podcast producer, opened the show, and um, it was it was a good album recording. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, and that other guy, the the opener, he seemed like uh, like more of a producer, I guess. Mm. Than a well, he's new. He's brand new. Yeah, he was eating wings out of the audience. Yeah, he's high as fuck. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Steve Simone was super nice. I saw him like I think a couple days later. I I I texted him or whatever, and he said come down, hang out. And I went to the back bar where all the comics hang. No one else is allowed except for apparently me. Yeah. And um, he got me like a nice spot in the original room. Um, and I was like sitting next to Ali Wong, and just watching the comics go up. It was fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I, I think that the store is, it's like that in the cellar, which where you've worked at, yeah. um, are like the two best clubs probably in the world. Yeah, and like, but the store is crazy. Like you just see f- famous people all the time, the but they're more famous, I guess, like for other stuff. Like there, you see them all on TV. I guess the cellar is more. You just see like straight up comedians. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the cellar is better for stand up comedy. Yeah. The store is better for becoming a comedian. Yeah. Because you can hang, you know? It's more of a hang. Yeah. There's no mics at the cellar. Yeah. There's at least Potluck and Kill Tony at the store. Um, yeah, and yeah, and the, and the cellar doesn't let in comedians. There's, there's not big enough. It's not a big enough place to do that. Mm-hmm. But, but the store, like my first time going to the store, I just... Talked to the door guy and like hung around and got to like see the late show for free. I mean, they're they're nice like that. Yeah, I think actually after eleven they just let you in for free anyways. Yeah. But um, so are you? Have you talked to the people at the store at all about like when they're coming back or do they know anything about that? No, I did talk to Liz at the cellar though the other day. The manager. Oh, sorry, the, the cellar. cellar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're just waiting for phase four. They got everything set up, like I think, like sneeze shields and all that. So they'll be able to do it indoors uh, once that's allowed. Cool. Yeah. So on your pod, what do you usually talk about? Is it is talk it, about death, nut sacks, okay. and carburetors? And yeah, just everything, man. No, uh, I mean the original premise of the podcast is fake podcast. So like we talk. I don't get to kn- if I don't know the comedian outside of the podcast. Like this is our first time having a real conversation. I kind of just get to know the comedian, and then we uh, come up with a premise for a fake podcast. It can be as realistic or as unrealistic as we want. But I kind of haven't been doing that lately. Okay, I'm, I'm down to do it this time. Sure. Uh, what? Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you had your own podcast. That was like not just a talking, like I'm talking to comedians podcast. What would you, what would it be about? Like a niche podcast? Um, I mean, the only other podcast, the, like the only other stuff I know about <laughs> is uh, I wanted to make a, I wanted to do a basketball podcast for a while. Mm. Um, I wanted to do, I could do like a uh, comic books podcast because I'm in the middle of a blackout right now. So I've gotten back into, reading and reading for me oh, is yeah. picture books 
because I'm not very smart. So comic books. I love comic books. And yeah, so I love graphic novels. Um, stuff like that. You but fuck with manga too. Manga. I fuck with a, some anime. Like I haven't gotten too into manga, but I've gotten into um. Like my, I was watching a few Korean movies with my dad, yeah. and like they just take shit to like eleven. Yeah, like it seems like s- still when you read like American sort of stories, there there's like like a bit of a a barrier with the audience. Like we don't American, it was taboo for a while to talk about sex. It's mm. you're still not to talk about supposed to talk about like how much money you make with people. Like it seems like there's more barriers here, yeah. where like in over there like. They'll just do wild shit, like an old boy, and you know I'm gonna ruin it for her. It came out in 2003. They they uh, it's based on a manga, and or as they say in Korea, manhwa. Is that what they say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, like this guy gets trapped in a room for 15 years, and he doesn't know why, and he's just let out randomly, and he doesn't know why, and they give him like they give him like ten thousand dollars, and he has no idea who it is. Um, who did this to him, he finds out, and then he's about to kill the guy, and the guy's like, but if you kill me now, you'll never know why I put you in this box. So he runs around, fall, meets this young girl, like they fall in love and stuff, and they're running from from this dude, and then finally he finds out that when he was in high school, he went to high school with that guy, and he saw that guy like having sex with his sister, like an incestual relationship, he tells, he spreads a rumor, uh, not a rumor, it was true, he tells everyone. Um, and so then that guy has to throw his sister off a bridge because she thinks shit. that, because it's like a dishonor to their family type thing. And also she thinks she's pregnant. They don't know. If that That's not confirmed whether it happened or not. Yeah. So anyways, in the end, um, the guy confronts the evil dude who, who put him in the box and he says, I know, I know, you know, I know what happened and I, I'm sorry. And, uh, and basically the evil guy had put him in the room for 15 years so his young daughter would grow like up and then he would have sex with his daughter and fall in love with her who's oh the woman God. that he met earlier oh my and God. then so he fucking freaks out he like cuts his tongue out like hands it to the guy like i'm I, i'm a, i'm your dog's stuff like stuff like that i saw that a long time it's ago insane. i forgot that story it's crazy let's try to come up with a story like that yeah okay all right so okay let's what's the first premise there's a guy or the, or a woman. Where does it where does it take place? Let's yeah, get a location. Yeah, let's go there. Um, let's say it takes place in New Rochelle. All right, is it a period piece? Um, you mean a coming of age story? No, like like is it, <laughs> does it take place in the present or the past or the future? I'm joking. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> that was a good okay. joke. I just didn't know if you didn't know what a period yeah. is. Um, it takes place. Okay, let's say twenty. 85. Wow. <laughs> wow. Distant, but not too distant future. No, I like that because it's something that you can picture. It's something that you and I potentially could be alive for. Yeah. But. More you than me. Well, no, I can make it. Though. You're not that much older than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2085. Okay, so yeah. What do you think has changed in New Rochelle? What is New Rochelle? Also, earlier, t- er- or, I mean, earlier today, I, uh. There was, there was, there was, I mean, I'll talk about this on your podcast. I feel like your listeners wouldn't mind. There was some blood in my stool, so oh my I might God. be on the way out. You know what I mean? So Jeez. maybe you're, maybe you're the one who's going to be sticking around. Damn, that's scary. But it is, you know, it's nights, it's days like that where you just got to appreciate two guys just hanging out outside of an apartment building. Talking about Talking, poop, to, talking about and, and period and pieces. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So 2085 in New Rochelle, New York. Yeah. What does it look like here? Um, 65 years ago was 1955. Wow. So that's, so I guess putting us in the, in this, what did people think in 1955, 2020 was going to be like? Is that how you judge? How do you judge that I sort guess of thing? Like, what do you think? I, th- I guess that kind of works, but, but they say that technology is progressing exponentially. Yeah. So, and that seems to be more or less true. Yeah. Um, so we we can get a little crazy. What do you actually think would happen? Do you think it's like going to be bad or do you think it's going to be good? AI certainly will replace all the minimum wage jobs, like super easy jobs to do. Yeah. And does that mean just unemployment is increased and people are poor now? Or does that mean 
the quality of life is generally better for most yeah, people. Yeah, is there UBI? Is there basic income? Yeah. Um, I don't... I think it can go either way. That's the, that's the scary thing about the current situation in, yeah. in, in America specifically, but also the world, I think, is it could really turn on a dime any which way. Yeah. I mean, the Pentagon just was like, oh, yeah, there's UFOs. Yeah, there are alien ships. Yeah. So it's they like, didn't say they were aliens. They said they were UFOs. They well, didn't no, say they, they were did aliens. say they look like they're from another. They do look like they're from another planet. Yeah, if you've seen the video, like that video, yeah. which is fucking crazy. There's pretty much no way they're not from another planet. Yeah, or I mean, or another uh, parallel universe or dimension. Who knows, like what that means? You know, yeah. an alien intelligence. That could mean so many different things doesn't necessarily mean they came here from light years away. Mm-hmm. It could mean they somehow were existing close, but in a way that we can't observe. Yeah. Do you believe in uh, multidimensional type stuff? Like people think there's infinite universes and everything that, you know, this conversation we're having right now has happened in infinite different ways. I mean, I believe... I believe in something like that. I mean, I feel like my psychedelic experiences have led me to believe yeah. that there are intelligences that exist here that we don't interact with normally. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... I don't... I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. So, how about you? What do you think? I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, if, if, if enough scientists tell me that is what is happening, then I'll believe it. But um, as far as just the alien stuff, like... Yeah, I 100% alien. I 100% believe there are aliens. I don't know if they've been here. Hello. I 100% alien. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can say here? that aliens. Maybe we could say that aliens have have reached by 2085. Come, they came out of the saucer. Yeah. Um they're no longer living in in the saucer. They're they're out and and they're proud and there's alien pride parades. Yeah. And um what about a guy? Who, are we allowed to have sex and interbreed with these aliens? Is that like? Well, I was gonna say that um, most technology. I'm not gonna say most. I don't know shit, but a lot of technology yeah. has been uh, pioneered by the pornography industry. Oh. So I would imagine we start fucking these aliens pretty quickly. As yeah. soon as we find out that they're safe, or even not, someone's gonna stick their dick in an alien. So, what yes. Kind of, what kind of technology? Okay, let's say the aliens have gravitational field generators and can and can fold space time. Okay. Um, how will porn adapt and and push those technologies forward? Going off of what you were saying. Um. Wow. I was just thinking about like uh, like a gravitational flashlight. It's kind of it's like pulling you. It's like alive a little bit in a way. Your dick is just pulled into the orbit of a vagina. Yeah, fake vagina. Fake vagina. That's interesting. That can be like an interesting like uh, cock ring type yeah. thing, where it's just like gravity assisted fucking. Yeah. Like, Do you think all movies? And everything, like, just everything's going to be about alien. We're going to do a complete, like, just a complete pivot to just alien stuff. We're talking alien sex toys and alien merch and, like, stuff like the alien TV shows. I mean, there already is that. There is, but if they were to touch down on Earth, uh, yeah, for our a life would be different than every human that's existed before us of all time. Like, time itself, history would be changed forever. I mean, this would become is... the number one most important event of our of human history, potentially. Pretty much. And, I mean, assuming they haven't already been here and we've forgotten them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but also, since we have the technology to make a record of it, it would last longer. Their impact would last longer. And, um, I think, yeah, it would It would be crazy. It would be, it would be, I mean, it already feels like that has happened with the pandemic. Like, it almost feels like the virus has been an alien that has landed. Um, I guess I kind of get what you're saying. It's just like we've changed the way we interact. We're scared, you know. Yeah. I think this is. I mean, I definitely think this is the biggest event in my lifetime. I I don't know if you feel that way about nine I mean, eleven was pretty big. 
Yeah, but that was an American event. This is a global sort. I mean, I mean, I guess that did have global repercussions. Obviously, the yeah, the the recession was pretty big. But yeah, this is this is the biggest global event. I think. I mean, the way we reacted to it made it the biggest global event. You know, like the the fact that it's dragging on and on. Yeah, and and in Italy, they're fucking having raves and stuff like that, and apparently they were the worst. Yeah, we fucked up as a country, real bad. So I mean, we're good. What New York is doing the best out of almost everybody, I think. Now, but they well. Did you see they're doing this thing where they're checkpointing people who come in from other states? As they should, I they kind of should, especially if they're coming in from Florida or a state that's blown up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we should have been locked. We should have everyone download an app, a social distancing app. Yeah. And we would have been done in fucking June. Well, what does that app look like? Because we don't necessarily want to open ourselves up to preemptively. I think we're going to get to this point, you know, eventually. But like just the, the government knows like, where we are all the time listen, and you give up all your privacy. I mean, and they, they like already that. do. You know, if they want it, they can get that shit. So the government can, but I think at that point also just corporations can. Yeah. And like that's just that, I mean, it's I know even what how much it's you want to give slope, them. But I do think they already do more or less. Yeah. It's just kind of they're a little hush hush. I mean, that was yeah. the whole Snowden thing. Is they're constantly monitoring yeah. anyone they want. Um but I but I think you just find people like a thousand dollars. You know, if they if if during that period they leave the house. Yeah, but then there's the whole thing of like Especially I don't know if you're poor, like you probably need to leave the house to go make money in some then, sort of but way. But listen, if they if they had instituted that and they were giving everyone everyone bar none six hundred bucks a week. Yeah. Um I think we would have been okay. And yeah. then and then you know, because that's that was another fucked up thing is that poor people had to put themselves at risk, mm-hmm. whereas people who had slightly better jobs did not, or had, could rely on their family or whatever. Yeah, did not. So that was like a very stark contrast of what it's like to be poor or yeah. an immigrant in America versus not. Isn't it? I thought it was kind of funny how, uh, in the same time, uh, like the fucking NYPD comes out and they're all wearing like like SWAT suits like they're all wearing you like $3,000 worth of armor yeah. on them. It's like, oh, yeah. Right. And then recently they called the fucking military on Portland. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot Black Lives Matter. I mean, like that was that was almost as big as the pandemic itself, if not, you know. Um, yeah. In some ways. In some ways. It was definitely bigger it might have been on the forefront of everyone's mind. It was nice to get it. It was nice to, uh, I mean, get a break seems like the wrong way to phrase it, but like get a break from like <laughs> the Corona news. Hang out. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It was, it was, I was, I mean, that's kind of part of it though. It kind of was part of the pandemic. You yeah. Can't really separate it justified some of the looting. Cause it's like the government's kind of failed us in a way. So, yeah, I guess. Though yeah, I don't feel like thing. the government has failed me. I mean, I got six hundred bucks a week. Yeah, plus two hundred bucks unemployment for like a couple months when I my job. I was I lucked out too. I had work for like most of it. I guess. What were you doing for work? I was just editing podcasts. Gotcha. What does that entail, by the way? I want to get into that. Uh, it just entails learning how to edit audio, and post podcast. I mean, it's. Audio editing mostly, but video editing too. If it's a video podcast, um, does that so you do that on Premiere or, or? I do the editing on Logic for audio and video for on Premiere. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, man. I we could bounce back to we could come back to the whatever you wanted to say. Yeah, about. back to the most fucked up scenario on Earth. Yeah, the most fucked up scenario in 2085. Aliens are here, and porn is the driving factor, or, or no? Yeah, well, let's see. There's a, what kind of porn is our alien technology is going to be inspiring? I mean, there maybe some super immersive shit. Yeah. Where, but is it is it rape if you don't have consent to use someone's likeness, and you and you make porn out of them? I had this it's not it's 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 not rape, but it might be like defamation. It's defamation. It's some kind of like. 
It's defamation, but it's also slightly more invasive than defamation. Yeah. Um, now, what about if you mind? Oh well, people are already making um, stuff where you like you put deep a celebrity's fakes. Deep yeah, deep fakes exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but, those will be real, basically. But I'm taking this to the next level. What if you mine that person's social media and text messages for their personality? Create an AI that's just like them. Have a simulation of that person. Yeah. And then interact and have sex with that person. That's insane. That sounds um, feasible, too. Yeah. It sounds like that's going to be a real thing. I think so, too. So let's see if we can, if the aliens, somehow the alien technologies allow us to completely replicate experience, reality in a virtual world. Let's say that. Okay. What, what's some kind of fucked up scenario that you can create within that? I mean, there's endless. Because you can, you can make a person feel like they're in a reality they're not. It could be like an inception type of thing. So what reason is there then, except for food yeah. and water, yeah. stuff like that, to leave your your chamber like why not just live in a virtual I mean world? you don't even need food and water you could have like IVs yeah IVs um and some kind of like butthole tube yeah pissed catheter you don't need to leave it's scary cause that doesn't that sounds like something that is like a going to happen while we're alive I think it could for sure and the the the, the scary thing is is like I kind of like would dig that. Okay. I, I might be into that. If it's like realistic enough. Yeah. You could create your own universe if it's complex enough. You could be a god. We can all be, every man can be a god with very little effort. Every man can live in a cocoon. But that's not what's really going on. So we still have to, you, you can't just live in your cocoon. But listen, if the, if, if it's complex enough, if it's if it's in depth enough, you're still gonna suffer. You're still gonna have emotions. You're still gonna have the desire to face hardship and overcome hardship, and and push your boundaries. That's still gonna. You're not gonna erase the human condition. No, but all I'm saying is that in the real world, there are still you still have to really make these machines and really like run. There's still going to be people in government and stuff like that. Right. There are jobs that cannot be erased. Right, like people have to live in the real world. Unless fucking robots are doing all that shit for us. Unless the robots are doing all of that. That's kind for of the us. Matrix, right? Yeah. The movie The Matrix. Yeah, it kind of is, but I don't think we would let that happen. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't want to go in. Yeah. But eventually, if you're raised in a society, like how many generations of people doing it does it take for it to become normalized? Um, I don't know. That doesn't just... I don't think that'll ever be a, like a real thing. Like, like, I just don't see us spending all of our time in a virtual world. Even if it's more complex and fulfilling than reality, because because I mean, reality you still have to go to work. people have to go to work. I mean, I mean, we uh, were just talking uh, about UBI yeah. and automation. I mean, some yeah. people won't have to go to work. I guess. I mean, if you want to work, I so mean, I guess the only job. And it's really left is what we're doing right now. It's just talking shit and Talk podcasting. Because the, the robots can't do that. Uh, yeah. So maybe this is what the podcast is. Is us in 2085 just talking about everyone just fucking being cocooned up. Yeah, or pretending we're, we don't know what's going to happen in 2085. And yeah. being in a simulation of 2020 when things are still all right. Yeah. <laughs> and before things were complex. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine people being nostalgic for the pandemic? I can. I can. Now. I can now. I mean, it's so relaxing. Like, we have so much less responsibilities as a country. Um, 
yeah, on the individual level. Yeah. I think the government has a lot of responsibility, but, like, we as individuals, sure. Especially at our, like, well, we're at different ages, but, like, at our levels of of success. Yeah. You know, like, we're not, we don't have people relying on their their income from us. Yeah. So we can just basically be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. No, it is not. It is freeing in sort of way, but the the thing is, um, I actually heard Tim Dillon on his podcast say like, you know, fucking like like losers, quote unquote. And I wouldn't consider you or me to be losers, but we obviously don't run comfort. Like we don't. There aren't too many people relying on on us specifically. But but he was saying that like losers like a an apocalypse because it somewhat levels the playing field. Everyone's yeah. now um, around the same like you know sort of thing. So. You know, I I would like I'd obviously like like things to go back to the way they were. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't want the economy to collapse completely. Yeah, and I don't want China to take over the world. Yeah, that's basically what I don't want. Yeah, um, and I don't want Trump to get reelected. Ideally, yeah, I don't really like Biden either. So I'm like, all right, yeah. So I, I don't know what I want. I just want to. I mean, honestly, I've been doing more or less what I was doing before the pandemic during yeah. the pandemic. I've been writing jokes. I've been working on a web series. I've been editing podcasts. This is licensed to do that though. Yeah. Is it's like I can't go outside, so I might as well continue just write yeah. and do stuff that betters me as a comedian or an, or an artist or a podcaster or have whatever. You, have you been hitting any mics lately? I have not been hitting any what mics. What the fuck, Barnes? I went to one um uh JT Anderson invited me to go see a outdoor show that he was shooting and I took a few pictures myself. I took a photography class a few months ago nice. in, in school. And so um so it was just awesome to like see comedy again. Just see people and there's people there's definitely uh of a yearning for like to laugh again, like it'll be around people, like laughing like a like a real group with like real people. Yeah. So it's nice to see that we're we are missed in some sort of a way. For sure. Um, I've done I've done mics and and parks and people just come up. We just get an audience. Really? Many, so what? When are you doing um mics? I did the mic in MacArthur, uh, MacArthur, McDonald Park in Queens last. Every Thursday, I've okay. done that more or less, and uh, there's a mic in Washington Square Park every every day at 3 p.m. Do you guys get a, a decent a decent crowd? Um, yesterday there were like eight or nine audience members. That's that's fine. That's good. That's good that's enough. Been the best it's been, but at Washington Square Park there were like four or five audience members, mm-hmm. maybe more. Um, yeah, man, it's been fun. I I kind of like it. I like I like it better than most open mics. Mm-hmm there's audience and it's just people are grateful to be there mm-hmm. comedians are more grateful to be there so they're more likely to listen yeah and you're in a park and not a basement which is nice yeah um yeah no i'll i'll, I'll go check it out um for the i i didn't go to any of the i think frank put together two shows and it just so happened those were like the only two weekends i wasn't free yeah but um but yeah uh, are you, did you feel rusty at all? Yeah. Well, I did that, that little, little mic at Sean's house. Oh yeah. With me, just me and James and, um, and who else was there? Um, oh my God. I feel so bad. Skelzo? No, Skelzo didn't come. I'm blanking on her name and Jax. Oh, okay. Jax was there. So, Gotta love Jax. She really just comes great. out to everything. She's great. She's the saint of the, the Westchester comedy scene. Um, um, so that was fine. That's that was my first mic. And I, that that was easy. It was super low pressure. And then the next mic, I bombed real bad, and then bombed again. I think. And then I had I had a good set, two good sets this week. Did a show. That was I had a pretty good set then. So. Um, I've seen you do more traditional comedy stuff, and I think you're good at it, but it's not what you like to do. You like to do the alt thing. So is it difficult for you to find, like, if if you're not doing well in a set, can you recognize that either it's when it's just people not understanding what you're trying to do or when the material itself is not good or not working or it needs to be fixed? It's hard. It's hard to to 
figure out which it is. I mean, I think lately I've gotten better at transitioning between material and improvising or storytelling or, you know, I think that's ultimately what I need to get good at. It's just like not, it's just being okay with not doing what I necessarily want to do, but doing like just feeling the room and doing what's right for the room without completely sacrificing what I'm trying to do. Okay. So I, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of just like, I think over this pandemic, I've been thinking a lot, like what type of jokes do I like? Yeah. Like what, just like, what does this joke, what does every joke I write need to have for me to be okay with saying it? And I basically came to the conclusion it needs to have a little bit of absurdity, a little bit of vulnerability, like realness and logic needs to be a logical joke well-written joke that makes some sense on some level Mm -hmm. but it's hard to have all three of those things it's very hard to be absurd and personal and have a good joke yeah very um so i've written about three jokes in three months okay (laughs) (laughs) that i actually really like um yeah well what i've been trying to convince like because there was a while in the early years and and middle stages of the pandemic where I just wasn't I wasn't writing stuff because I kept being like get just getting mad that like just didn't like anything that I was writing and also and what I was trying to communicate to you uh you know a few months ago in November of which I was having a bit of a weird day when we were talking I feel like I was weirding you out but like I think I think when I started when I started doing stand up comedy I was, I was sixteen or seventeen sixteen or seventeen, and like I'm an incredibly different person now than I was then. And I think then it was okay for me to be. I'm still like generally like on the younger side, if not the youngest one at pretty much any any show or mic I do. But I don't want to do young. I'm um, like a young guy humor. Like I'm like uh, like when I was 16 or 17, I could be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know shit about the world, and I didn't. Yeah. And so that was fine, and that was true, and so I thought that was, and I think that's funny. But all of my favorite comedians, Chappelle, Louis, Bill Burr, John Mulaney, yeah. do this sort of like um, social commentary type stuff, and that's my favorite type of comedy, and that's what I want to do. Yeah, but look at Chappelle. Killing them softly. He's talking about like crackhead babies. I mean, he's yeah. still doing social commentary, but it's a much more cartoonish, absurdity yes. social commentary. So even he had to grow into that. Yeah. And that was at 35, 40. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be a continuum. Of- so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's been what I've been trying to stick to now. And actually, I've been like writing a lot more consistently now. Is like I I I can't hold myself to a standard that those guys who are the greats of comedy. I think Chappelle's the greatest to ever grab the mic, and you're saying even he, you know, was like 35, 40 when he really like came to that like goat sort of status. They're so. like el- but they're like if you think of us as like a community or whatever, a village. They're like the elders. You yeah. know, you can't. I mean, you can talk like an elder without yeah. being an elder, but most people will be like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Especially older people. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, but I burr too, but like, but I feel like younger comedians who kind of have that same style, like Schultz yeah. or uh, Andrew Santino or whatever, they do it well and it works for them, but it's not, it doesn't have the same gravitas mm-hmm. as like a Chappelle or Burr. Yeah. And they probably will, I mean, with time. Yeah. But um yeah, now I'm now um it's it's hard to it's hard to find that middle ground between it's like, oh, you know, I can't I can't do that yet and I'm and I've and I've and I've accepted that, but let me try for something a little bit a little bit more thought provoking than, you know, just talking about my penis all the time. Yeah, for sure. So um but any writing any writing Good or bad is progress, and that's what I've been Absolutely. trying to stick to. You ever read that book, The War of Art? No. It's a good one. It's just all about overcoming resistance and, like, being a professional and just showing up every day no matter mm-hmm. what because this is what you chose as your path. So you might as well commit to it and be consistent. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I've I've been pretty good this, like, 
I think more so than any other time in my life, I've been very consistent and self-disciplined this pandemic. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, meditating every day, working out like four times a week, writing pretty much every day, and it feels great. Um, do you? Uh, what is meditating for you? Uh, it's just sitting there and trying to realize when I'm not present, and then just being present. Have Have you meditated before? Um, not like here, like here and there. But I've never stuck to it. But I definitely want to. Because now I'm looking back and I'm like, it's been like five months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what have I done to better myself? Stuff here and there. But not really using the time super effectively. So I definitely want to get into that now. And also, I'm not going back to school. So it's like, uh, all time is valuable, basically. It's not like where I could just waste a summer and then be like, okay, now I'm going back to like actually like do work and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the best attitude to have in general in life. I mean, though, it's, it's good to also have experiences and like take some risks for sure too. But I think I, I think I erred on the side of too much risk and craziness sometimes. Yeah, I mean, when did you come back from your trip as a monk when you went to go be a monk? I mean, I was like, that was like 2006. I was like 21. Okay. So how old are you? 21. Yeah. I mean, I mean, now's the time, not that you can travel. Yeah. But like, now's the time to like, like if, like you said, if you want to have crazy stories or crazy perspectives on life, now's the time to have crazy experiences. Yeah. Not to say be homeless or whatever, yeah. but. Well, so in a very uh, controlled sort of way, I feel like that was like one of like the fun parts for me about doing stand-up comedy was just like, oh, like, you know, this fucking drunk guy yelled at me and like yeah. I just fucking and I like made fun <laughs> of him and I kind of like did a good job at it. Like yeah. those was that's like cool. Like a lot of my cool life experiences have been doing stand-up. So it's weird to be away for that from that for so long. Yeah. But um I'm excited to get back into it. What are you doing? You're working for that video game company? Yeah, so I work for a company called um Gamehead Inc and they do uh video game tournaments. Um and we do like one monthly FIFA tournament uh, every month. Um and this one this this month is uh they're giving away $10,000 to the winner. Um the grand prize winner and they're giving away $10,000 um, to COVID relief, uh, for a, a Fortnite match. Um, That's so cool. yeah, it's cool to be a part of that. It's my, my friend is like funding it by himself. Uh, and I think that's pretty crazy, Yeah, but that's just the type of dude he is. Like I've like, like when I heard him, like we were supposed to give away $2,000 this month and then I heard, saw him post 20,000 and I called him immediately. I was like, what are you doing? And then he was like, he was like, this is just like what I, what we have to do. And this is what I'm going to do. I was like, all right, well you already posted it. So let's do it. So anyways, my job within the company is to like write um, promotional videos and help and help shoot them and direct them. Um, and also we want to do like an unscripted web series following the events of this month's tournament. Um, and then he wants his dream, his vision is to pitch that show to a streaming company and get it picked up and then like fly or like, like fly, like, like random people, like from all over the world out to like do this tournament and for, for cash. And like, it's going to be like average Joe's. Um, and we're going to like change their life in an instant. And basically everyone play like sport is a universal language and like esports is the new dialect. This is what I can't, this is, that was off the top a while ago, but I'll, I'll, re, I'll reuse it on the pod. Uh -huh. Esports is like the, you know, the, the new dialect. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a pretty fucking crazy idea. I've gotten some cool life experience out of it so far. I'm not getting paid at the moment, but I have equity in the company, but it's whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's just cool to be a part of, and he trusts me with a decent amount of creative vision, more creative vision than I would, more like 
yeah, more creative control than I would be able to have at, you know, any other company really. So I'm just enjoying it right now. We'll see what happens with it. Um, but I think a lot of it is dependent on how much work I put into it, which is cool. It's a lot of, it's pressure, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I got Frankie to be in a little thing and he was mostly in it cause he, cause he knew that Sean had hit me up and he was like, just don't put Sean in it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I think Sean, I, I forget actually if Sean hit me up or if he hit me up as a joke, um, type thing. But, uh, me and, me and Sean are doing a project together. Yeah. So I heard about that. So, uh, how, what is your project? It's called uh, Knowledge Daddies. Yeah. And basically it's just like kind of a funny take at how-to videos. Basically we're just learning skills. We come at them completely ignorant at first, mm -hmm. and then we get educated and try it again. How are you getting educated? Ideally we'll have like experts come on and mm -hmm. critique our, our attempt, kind of roast us. Um, but the first episode we did pasta making like from scratch and we, our expert canceled on us. So we kind of just like watched videos and did that. Um, have you done a second video yet or is that the only one? You That's the only one we're going to, we got to edit it this Sunday, but what's the next video? What's your next idea? I think making a table, making a table. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So do you guys do like a little, uh, competition, you do a competition between each other basically, or you do it together? You I mean, together. I think it depends on the project. I think, for making a table, I think we're going to make the same table okay. just because it's going to be resource intensive and time intensive. Yeah. But pasta, it was a head-to-head -head thing. I won't ruin it and say who won, yeah. but it was me. You got to go, <laughs> go check it out. On Do you have a YouTube channel or are you going to post it on your Instagram? Yeah, we'll do we'll do all of the above. I mean, we're going to – I think it's mainly going to be a YouTube thing, but mm -hmm. and we're going to have a podcast associated with it and all that shit. I'm excited. We just got the logo made, and it looks good, finally. Nice. Yeah. Who made your logo? Some Fiverr person. We, we hired one person, and they sucked so fucking bad, and paid them $95. Really? So how does that end up working? Like, if you hate their work, like, do you get, can you give them, like, a fraction of what you That's offered? That's what we them? tried to do, but then Fiverr's customer service sucked so bad, they kept, like, delaying it and like i had to keep going forward or else i would just be stuck with what she gave me yeah and then eventually i talked to somebody and they just like refunded everything really and hopefully she got paid something <laughs> i don't know though. yeah i wonder how you really like fuck something up like that you know what i mean like i mean i take some responsibility because i hired her and her art wasn't that good <laughs> yeah so. did you look into her art I did, but I was like, oh, she looks like she really knows what she's doing when she tries. But but I guess she'd never really designed a logo or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So she didn't really know how to deal with text and that kind of thing. Yeah. And also, she just sucked. But whatever. Knowledge Daddy is a long title. Though. Fuck you. I, it might be hard to put in a logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it is. <laughs> The guy who just made our, our one look, it looks sweet. I'll, sh I'll show it to you. Um, but, but John, do you want to play this game me and Sean invented? Yeah. It's, um, it's, I don't even know what we called it, but basically the idea is one of us comes up with a word or a concept, and the other one has to just come up with a joke about That sounds it impossible, but let's do it. All right, we'll do it. I just want to show you this fucking thing real quick. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. So, so you don't have to, Hey, this is what it looks like. Come on, bitch. Oh, do I not have my, I have my data on. Oh, there it is. I mean, we, we're going to get a couple of revisions, but that's nice. Yeah. I like, I, he made like each of the letters out of like a thing. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, so anyway, okay, okay. Here, give me a, give me a word or like something. Um, jog. Is your word? Jog. 
Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> people, people say, man, they want to jog your memory, man. Why don't you run that shit? I don't got time for that. <laughs> that's good. Bad. Not in my yeah. voice. I don't think I could ever use that joke. <laughs> but I think Chris Rock could use that. Yeah. Have something. you gotten anything usable out of out of this game? I did. I mean, Sean said nursing home, and I was like, when I was a kid, I thought a nursing home was where you go to suck titties. <laughs> Uh, or something like that. That's good. Yeah, that sounds like up, up in your voice. Yeah, that's all right. Um, all right, let me give you something. Yeah, you give me a word. Um, cold brew coffee. Um, cold brew coffee. And just immediately, I just saw a hot Jew Nazi. But I don't hot know. Jew Nazi. <laughs> I thought you said hot Jew Nazi. No, I said cold brew coffee. Yeah, I said cold brew coffee. Um, cold brew coffee. See, this isn't a good game for a podcast. This is going to take me way too long. Well, go, just start to talking. Don't, don't, don't try to think about it beforehand. Talk your way through it. All right. Um, I don't drink coffee. I don't like the taste of it. Um, you ever heard about that? There was a woman who, uh, from McDonald's, she got a McDonald's and apparently it was way too hot. She dropped it on herself and got third degree burns and sued them for quite a bit of money. Um, and that is why McDonald's only serves cold brew coffee now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel like the premise there is like (laughs) McDonald's should only serve cold brew coffee. Yeah. After that fucking, that lawsuit. Um. Yeah. Maybe it's like if you're go if you're getting coffee from McDonald's, you're an, you're a dummy. Like I don't, like you can't you can't be trusted with hot coffee. Yeah. It's like uh, what do they call those bumpers in bowling? It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. That's a crazy reference. What do they call <laughs> the bumpers in Poland? How no, am I supposed they to call them bumpers. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here, give me some. Um. Uh. Dandelion. Dandelion. Man, they named this flower after a gay lion. <laughs> Dandelion. No, that's stupid. Um, uh, dandelion. What's that thing what people do where they make the, the, the head come off? You know what they do? The, the kids like sometimes smudge you with the dandelion, they rub yellow on your face. I uh is that racist? If, um, if someone gives you, it wasn't yellow, at the time of that game. I'm sure that's like a hundred year old game. Someone gives you yellow face. Are you the racist? Um, all right. I don't, I don't I know if that's joke. Uh, right. ah. Maybe we could pivot to um, parsnip. Parsnip. Oh my god, parsnip. You write a joke about a parsnip. Is it? Oh man, Pinch is Princess Peach. She throws. Turnips, right? Yeah, turnips. That's pretty funny. Imagine, she, I mean, Princess Peach does not look like the type of character who would throw turnips. But like you need an old, uh, old Russian lady. <laughs> that should be her power. Yeah. What should Princess Peach throw? She throw tampons. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that joke would work in oh, Smash Bros. crowd. Yeah, in the Smash Bros. crowd. <laughs> um, they uh. Right. That was that was a last minute change. Let me give you one. Okay. Um 5G. 5G. Uh you know, 5G there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff with 5G. 5 grand, 5G like cellular data. Yeah. 5Gs like when you're in a plane. Mhm. Um So what direction do I want to ch- take this? Hey. Sorry, we live right across the street, but his car is illegally parked, so we just wanted to make sure. <laughs> we'll be gone. Okay. It's it's half legally parked. Actually, it's 75% legally parked. So, yeah. if there was a two-thirds vote on it, my car would pass yeah. the legal park. Uh, 5G, 5G. Um... Yeah, no, this is an incredibly hard game. Sean's good at this game. No, he's bad at it. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, I was I wanted I was thinking about like spending five G's or what can you spell with five G's? Five oh yeah, that's funny. Like wh- what's the five G in five G what's the G in five G stand for? Five great five gay porn videos playing at once. <laughs> <laughs> great, great gay guys gobbling glizzies. No. What was the last word? Glizzy. Gl- it's it's this thing on the internet. That's just, that's just what people are t- uh, calling hot dogs now. Glizzy. Glizzies. That's you. You always you always know this shit before me. I didn't know what uh, standing was until you said it in a group chat. That's from an Eminem song I from two thousand five. Never heard say something that. like that. Um, I, I stand for. Yeah, but no, that would make sense. Well, well, yeah, it's wild how like I just realized that I'm washed now. Like teens, teenagers decide what is popular, like like what America listens to, what's playing in Walmart, stuff like that is all the it's the music that teens like. So basically, now because I'm on TikTok, which you're also on, and mm-hmm. you have a decent following on, I believe I haven't really it's checked okay. recently. I haven't. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you hang out on TikTok long enough, they 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 get everything first. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been enough. Yeah, this has been enough. This guy wants us to leave. I mean, he's not looking anymore, but I don't want him to come back. All right, let's 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 the po- our our twenty eighty five podcast. Let's let's get one one last thing. How do you what what what's your theory on that? What would we be talking about on a twenty eighty five pod? Just the the same thing now that we just talked about, but we're pretending. It's all pr- we're pretending to be our age now. Pretending we're in pandemic times, but at the same time we're getting jerked off by aliens in mech suits all right i'm looking forward to it then me too man um oh yeah where can people find you at jonathan uh, barness um yeah you can find me at john barness on twitter jonathan barness on instagram um wherever andrew's doing open mics maybe i'll be there yeah as well let's let's i kind of want to co-host an open mic in New Rochelle, at at the library. Park. I didn't realize how close you live to uh, C.J. Collins. Yeah, wait, where's C.J. Collins? It's, oh, that's that place. Yeah, yeah, that Frank used to have. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it there. We'll talk about it off this. But thanks for doing this, John. Oh, thank you for having me. It's fun. All right.